Do you know what's kind of wild? I was thinking about this from our gymnastics show yesterday, Josh. Are we are we are we okay on levels now? I know sometimes we got to crank it up and crank it down here when I'm from home. It sounds good. Yeah, everything's okay, good, everything's good. cool. Uh, I, just because I was working, I was working on this. Think about this from Mark Dagnalt from our gymnastics show yesterday. Mark Dagnalt's wife uh, is Ashley Kerr, volunteer assistant for the OU women's gymnastics team. She's been there for six seasons. Um, she had her baby on Saturday morning, right? Unexpected, kind of the water broke, and boom, it's time. So Mark Dagnall, according to the report in the Oklahoman, arrived home around 3 a.m. after the loss to Minnesota. He hit the road and got to Fort Worth around 8.30 a.m. Now, I know he had to get some sleep, right? And plus, you didn't find out that your wife went into labor until, what, about 5.30 a.m. is whatever they said she went into labor. But can you imagine how tight you're, 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 you're just wore out? You, you fly, and again, you're not, it's not like you're flying southwest and you're, you're, you're standing in, did they, did they just announce B, B30 through 60? It's not like Mark's having to stand in B46 and wait to get on a plane. You know, they, they travel well. They travel private. But can you imagine you land, walk in the house, it's like, oh, gosh, season's over. Time to get ready for a new year. Maybe have yourself a cocktail. And you lay down and you close your eyes, and then all of a sudden your Two phone. Two minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you've got to get to Fort Worth now. I'm in labor. It's like, what? Go, go, go. This is not uh, this is not a fire drill. Go. So I was thinking to myself, her water broke at five thirty a.m. Mm-hmm. Right. So that means she probably probably called Mark around what maybe five forty five forty five on her way to the hospital. So that means my man or sooner or sooner, right? So he probably got from OKC to Fort Worth in two and a half hours. Yeah, our man was zooming, baby. That's pretty good, Mark. That's pretty good. Um, but I did want to take a moment to thank KJ Kindler and because yesterday we were sitting here celebrating a women's gymnastics national championship during this time, and it was just it was really cool. I, I thoroughly enjoy those moments, and it was fun. Um, Mustang Casey though asked a question that got us talking during the break, Josh, and it's a. Uh, it's a really good question. 405-651-3439. Casey writes, I know we're talking portal and some softball today. Oh, by the way, we've got NFL to come to here in just a bit. But have you guys dispatched the investigative reporting team to find out why the soccer coach was fired? I thought the team was about to really take off. No. Um, I, I talked. I, I saw the release last night, and I was surprised as anybody – I don't, I don't know the why behind it. I know that every, I mean, we, if I'm remembering correctly, Josh, didn't we do a show from men's or from the women's soccer opener where we went out last year early in the season? And I think we've done it about every single year, but the, I, I don't have an answer for you, Mustang. My point. I'm I got one bring, for you. I really like Mark Carr. I thought he was going to do a good job. What do you think, Josh? Eighteen thirty-one and six. <laughs> that would be that would be my answer for you. Yeah, it's. Uh, but it's just it's several of these 
several of these programs, Oklahoma, you know, has has plugged in a new coach in and then unplugged a, a, a coach and tossed somebody else in there. And it just, right. they've tried all these different pieces in soccer, in volleyball, feels like now in, in wrestling. And for whatever reason, though wrestling at times with Lou Roselli, it kind of felt like they were close to turning a corner. Just for whatever reason, those three sports, it's like it just hasn't totally worked here. No, it hasn't. And the the potential is there. I think that there is – I think one of the more soccer moms, soccer dads that are listening, I think you can relate to this. Thankfully, uh, with my nine-year-old retiring from soccer, I have now tapped out of that life. But there is an incredible passion for that sport in this state. Oh, in this city in Norman. Yeah. Yeah, in the state, and specifically Tulsa, Norman, incredible. And it just, it's an untapped resource. You know what? If I'm Joe C., I call Trevor LaFoon. I, I, I call the the youth coaches around here and just kind of, what is what is the, the disconnect that hasn't allowed this program to reach that next level? Because... You've got an incredible facility in John Crane Field, at least from what I can tell. I mean, I'm sure there's some nuances that people would rather have. You have a, a potentially passionate fan base, right, with the with the Utes. And I'm just I'm – I'm like you, Josh. I'm like, well, this, this should be something that we're going to end up rolling on. I'll, I'll tell you this much. I love that we got a question about it. I mean, I think that's a step in the right direction, right? You have someone that stands up and says – what what's what's going on here now i think they're nosy like i am they just want to know what's up but it's just it's it's one of those things josh helmer where it's kind of surprising they haven't been able to get it right and again i don't what one postseason appearance since 2016 is that right 2017 but they, it's got it's got a chance and i i have all the faith that joe c is going to go out and get the right guy <laughs> so i think I think T Row got a got a text about this, but I was laughing when I heard it. he goes, Isn't Peyton Bowen's girlfriend on the women's soccer team? Could there be trouble there? Just saying. Oh man. I love it. Um oh, Ted, hey, this is Ted Lasso for Oklahoma coach. Let's go. Uh I by the way, never watched Ted Lasso. Oh, dude, what it are is, you doing? It insists upon itself. Uh, I, I, what is that from? Family Guy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> when, when they're talking about the Godfather. Now that we're going to die, I have something I want to say. I never cared for the Godfather. Um, what? 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 what do you, I, I just, I never cared for it. I don't like it. it. What do you mean? It insists upon it insists itself. Upon, what does that even mean? It insists upon itself. <laughs> Uh, by the way, it doesn't, eight, really, it doesn't really need to be explained, <laughs> I guess. I just I, I don't have Apple TV Plus, so I've, I've never watched it. But I hear great things. Whenever I'm on a flight, I'll watch an episode or two. <laughs> it's, it's one of those movies, or excuse me, one of those shows where you don't really have to necessarily watch too terribly much in order, I think, because I've watched like season two, episode two, and I'm like, oh, okay, I get this. Uh, <laughs> this is funny from 580, Nate, though. I thought the team was about to really take off said every U.S. soccer commentator and fan of the U.S. MNT for the last 30 years. Hey, I'm still waiting for Freddie Adu to come around. Whenever that kid gets there, look out. Boy, that's like 20 years ago now. But no, I, and, and here's another thing, too. 
it's hard to be elite in every single sport. I mean, it is. It's it's almost borderline shocking, Josh, how good Oklahoma has been able to be across the board in women's gym, men's gym, women's and men's tennis, softball, obviously. Baseball just went to the World Series last year. I mean, it's it's not easy. Obviously, there's some work to be done in men's hoops, women's basketball. Uh, and oh, by the way, did you see the big news from women's basketball yesterday? I I was fired up whenever I saw this. Uh, they've lost one of their assistants, but it's for a, a good reason. Because uh, Long Beach State has hired Amy Wright as their new head basketball coach. I am so excited for Amy. She has been at Oklahoma since Ginny Baranchek came to OU. And, and I don't think, Coach B, if you're listening, you can correct me, but I don't think her and Ginny had a relationship before she got hired here in Norman. I think they were just knew each other, and then Amy came here, and, man, she is she's a grinder. So, you know, you, you have now assistants off the women's staff that are getting hired for head coaching jobs across college basketball, which is exciting to see. Look at Skip's staff. You've got, uh, you got baseball coaches that are getting jobs, places like UTA. Obviously, Patty Gasso's coaching tree is incredible. So, I, I mean, the point is it's really, really hard to be elite across the board, but that's the vision. You know, that's the goal, and the resources are there. You have people that will do whatever it takes to win titles. And, oh, by the way, it's a sport you want to be better in moving into the SEC and going forward. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm with you, Josh. It's, I was shocked to see Martin. Thanks for asking, Mustang Casey. Uh, it, was, it was shocking to see the firing, but in the same vein, you kind of step back and you're like, eh, well, you know, the record hasn't necessarily been there. The timing is odd. If, if maybe there was something, it, it seems anymore when you have firings that happen around this time when a sport is either in the middle of a big recruiting cycle or you know ramping up after a non-in-season season. By that, I mean like fall softball and you, know, you just got through some, some fall soccer or some spring soccer matches as well too and some spring volleyball. When a move is made around that time, Josh, it's always, well, that's weird. That seems like an odd timing. So if there is something or if there had been players that stepped forward and said, hey, we don't like the way he's talking to us, you might have a little bit more grace or you might listen a little bit more and you can like this or not if you're winning. If you're not winning and something like that happens, then that's, all right, let's move on. So, again, good question, fair question, but I am a, um, I'm a big fan of what the potential is for OU women's soccer. You know the, the wildest part about all of it is? What's that? One week ago, they announced Alexis Smith as their new goalkeeper's coach. <laughs> oh, Alexis, welcome. By the way, may not have a job um, tomorrow. So uh, that sucks for Alexis. Uh, that's coaching, though. Tyler writes, how about the episode of The Family Guy whenever Peter told his kids he was bored of them on Y2K? <laughs> I just can't stand the kids. And then all of a sudden, they survive, and it's like, what? It's like, oh. Yeah, I can't stand the kids. <laughs> All right, uh, to the text line, 405-651-3439. The 731, uh, it's Chris from Knoxville, right? It's my bad on the 2019 class. Plank, you can blame Chris from Knoxville. There you go, Chris. Thank you for the accountability. Well, it's funny because we, we were getting into the conversation about Jane Davis entering the transfer portal. 
and it's a kind of six in one hand, half a dozen in the other, how you feel about it. There's some that just say, oh, well, he's short and he sucks. Yeah, one good year, so good riddance. There's guys like me that say, hey, you know, this coaching staff really liked him, played a lot. I hate any time you lose depth, but I feel good about the future at corner, and good luck to him moving on. It got us into a very deep hole about that 2019 recruiting class, which let's let's hit it here real quick because we're up against a break. Number five recruiting class in the country. By, By my count, these are the guys that are left. Marcus Stripling. Gosh, Marcus Stripling's been around that long. Woody Washington, Marcus Hicks. Wait, Marcus Alexander's still around, right? No, he he oh. just transferred, I believe. Okay, so uh, – and Austin Stogner. So am I missing someone? There's only four that are still around for that class? Should be five. I'm sure I'm missing someone in there somewhere. But, okay, here's the hits. The hits of that class. Parker – oh, go ahead. Stogner, Woody oh. Washington, Marcus Stripling, Marcus Major, Marcus Hicks. That's who's, that's okay. who's still here. Okay, so Marcus Hicks is still here. All right, my bad. I, I, I said Alexander instead of Hicks. I just blew right by Hicks, who has moved back to the defensive side of the football. So correct me if I'm wrong on this, Parker or Travis, if you guys are tuned in right now, but I would say the quote-unquote hits of this class, the guys who really panned out, would be Ramondre Stevenson. No doubt. No Slam doubt. dunk. Woody Washington. Right? Yeah, maybe? yeah I think so. Austin Stodner, maybe. Austin Stogner, is that it? Because stripling remains to be seen. Okay, then let's go with the what Mar- Marcus Major. I mean, are you totally ruling out any chance for this no. year? No. So okay, then three hits. How about the maybes? Aguebu? Right. Aguebu was a hit. That's a very controversial take. Aguebu was a hit. I mean, I played a lot of football here. I, yeah, I. I mean, you can debate where he stands in terms of Oklahoma linebackers, but the guy made a lot of starts here at Oklahoma. So, yeah, you'd have to say that, that he was ahead. Jane Hazelwood – here's the thing. In, if Jane Hazelwood came in as like a four-star guy and, and had, what, the one season that he had, you might say, all right, that, that worked out pretty well. But in Jane Hazelwood, Theo Weiss, and Trajan Bridges – those were three five stars that were supposed to just absolutely take this receiving core to that next level, right? And I would say you could debate about Wee's and Hazelwood's impact, Josh, but based on what they were supposed to be coming in, I don't think you can consider them a hit, can you? No. No, it's, it's tough to say so. Now the absolute swings and misses with no offense to these peeps whatsoever. Corey Roberson, I, I just wrote about Corey. I hated what happened to his his home. Uh, we'd always thought he was going to end up in the transfer portal. Now he's finally in the transfer portal. Um, was only a three-star guy when he came in, but it never really materialized, right? Jamal Morris, dude looked great in a jersey. Great in a jersey. Came in as a DB, got injured. Didn't play much, moved him to linebacker. Now he's at Houston. I, I I don't know if I've ever heard of or seen anything from Derek Green from that class. Have you? I have not. I don't know. I've tried to find out where he ended up, but I don't I don't really know. In fact, 
if I'm not mistaken, Derek Green left before he really even stepped on campus. Who evaluated a lot of these players? Do we get to blame Alex Grinch on this one? Was no, I'm a- saying what recruiting guys gave all these stars out? Well, see, what was Derek Green? Derek Green was only a three-star guy, though, Josh. So they they knew. They knew. But I – I want to. I want to say that Derek Green. Did they was, know about Joseph Wete? <laughs> um, I don't know. He uh, he left Oklahoma. My gosh, so he signed in 2019. When when was signing day in 2019? We started the early signing day yet? I think we had. He left on February 13th of 2019. Derek Green did, according to a report from the. <laughs> From the Norman transcript. So that was a miss. Jonathan Perkins was a miss. EJ Indoma Ogre was a miss. Another guy that I'm saying, you know, top 300 guy? Yeah, he was a a three-star. Wete was a miss. And, of course, what's the big complaint always about Joseph Wete? That they decided to go with him over Trace Ford, right? Wasn't that always kind of the knock? How many different positions did Joseph Wete play while he was here? I think he was an edge rusher. I think they was like, hey, man, man maybe he can be a safety. Uh, linebacker, obviously, but in all seriousness, just never really materialized. And uh, Joseph ended up deciding to walk away from football. So Joseph Wete would be a miss. Marcus Alexander in the portal. Don't ever really remember seeing him play too much. I would, I would have to say a miss, right? Uh, I, I don't even have numbers on him. Oh, here we go. Alexander played in only one game at Oklahoma. That came in the 2020 season opener against Missouri State. He didn't see the field in either of the last two seasons. That was a four-star recruit. Do we need to keep going or are we good? Stacy Wilkins was an absolute bust. Sorry, Stacy, if you're listening, but for what we all thought you were going to be uh, at Oklahoma, uh, do you remember what the knock was on Stacy Wilkins? He didn't love football. That was a knock on Stacy Wilkins. Now he went on to he went on to Louisiana Monroe, and he I fell don't, in love with the game of football. Yeah, I don't I don't really see too terribly much here. He played. He was on their roster last year, so I don't know if he's uh, he. They have. I'm looking at his bio right now on the on the Warhawks page, and it says 2021 season, third year freshman. Can you imagine being a third year freshman? He's still on their roster, entering his what? That can't be right. Hold on. Let me double. Because it said sophomore season. They haven't updated their roster. Okay. They haven't. ULM hasn't put their 2023 roster out there yet. But it, we're just, because of Jaden Davis's uh, departure, we're looking back on the 2019 recruiting class, which, again, was the number five class in the country, and it didn't necessarily work out. Finley Felix. Finley Felix. I don't even know if he ever stepped on the field, Josh. No. And he was another one of those guys, Juco guy, right, that came in and they thought, hey, he's got a chance. LaRon Stokes, okay, he made a difference. He wasn't one of the misses. I don't necessarily know if I'd put him on a slam dunk, but he had he had a good season, but then then he got hurt 
And when he came back, he never played. Yeah, I, I, I would probably put him as a miss. Mm. He he played, but he wasn't an impact guy here. No. Um, Tidy Armin, we talked about him last hour. And then there's Jeremiah Cradell. Listen, Jeremiah is a great dude, and I'm he's got an incredible future ahead of him uh, as a coach. And in fact, if I'm not mistaken, he just where do you go? South Florida. He just uh, he got a job. So. Great guy. Thoroughly enjoyed him. He's coaching corners and nickels as a grad assistant at South Florida. And made a good decision for himself. Yeah, exactly. Good for him. He got injured. But it just, this is when you should be truly evaluating recruiting classes. This is that time, four years when it's over, right? Because you could have asked anyone in the country whenever Oklahoma signed that 2019 recruiting class, your boy included. And I would have told you, holy smokes, this is incredible. And where are we? Again, most of these guys should be out of college by now, but COVID and I I think I use the term graduate, but let's go ahead and make sure we use the proper term, the the expiration of eligibility for some of these guys. I mean, technically 19, 20, 21, 22. I mean, some should be seniors you would expect with that class that you had in 19 that most would have had an opportunity to turn pro after three years. But it just kind of, it kind of magnifies, it just kind of magnifies, Josh, just how frustrating, frustrating things went. Mm. All right, we got a break. Wow, it's 1024. Did we really just spend nine minutes on the 2019 recruiting class? Spent 19 minutes on the 19 uh, recruiting class. I could spend more. Let's go back and do 2020 during the break. All right, quick timeout. We'll hit the text line next. That's Josh. I'm Plank. This is the Home of Sooner fans. I misunderstood the sign you gave me. I thought you gave me a straight steal instead of a take, uh, instead of a hit and run. My bad. No, I'm sorry. I, I thought, uh, I'm sorry. I thought the people wanted some Nelly Furtado. <laughs> I just did a great segment. No, I, I was all in last night, Josh, on the on the Warriors-Sacramento Kings game, and I was watching the Oilers and the Kings uh, last night in, in NHL. I could sit and talk about both all day, but I, I, I kind of think, number one, we, we don't necessarily have a hockey-hungry audience, unfortunately. But number two, I feel like everything with the Warriors just falls back into my least favorite topic, and that's Draymond Green. And... You know, we spend a lot of time talking about what could have been for the Thunder with certain guys, right? And with it said, there's always the excitement about the future and what's next. You know what player I rarely hear anyone kind of lament losing? And that's Sabonis. I mean, he has been electric for the Sacramento Kings. And I'm sorry, I know that you know, they wouldn't – he was involved in a trade that might have, what, not had, what, SG – oh, no, Paul George was a trade that uh, he ended up being a part of, and he went from Indy to, to Sacramento. But that's – dude, that team's fun to watch. They're a good show. A lot of people wanted to give up on De'Aaron Fox a couple years ago. It just shows you get the right coach, continue to invest in the right kind of picks. And, I mean, you're, you're looking at the team that came in as the three seed, and everyone's like, oh, everyone's trying to be that six seed because – if you're the sixth seed, you get to play Sacramento in the first round. Damn, I don't want any part of Sacramento right now. Look good last night. 114-106, but did you see of all the people to defend Draymond Green late, late last night? 
Did you see who it was? It was Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard came to the came to the defense of one Draymond Green. I thought it was a blatant kind of step. But again, he was in a tough spot, so I don't know what he could have done to avoid it. But I didn't see anything accidental about that. Did you? No. And again, this is the, you've created this persona about yourself. So there is no wiggle room for Draymond Green. Whether or not, uh, you know, the the intent, this or or that, he's not going to be the guy that folks think, ah, well, he didn't mean to do that. You know what I mean? It's Draymond Green. It's it's funny because you'll hear some Golden State Warriors fans that will say something along the lines or people that defend Graymon. I'm sure I'm sure Colin Coward is is saying this today because well he's got an investment in Draymond. Well, Draymond just, you know, he's they're they're targeting him for that. You know, that's something that the the officials are picking on. I'm like, no, no, no. He's brought it on himself. Correct. I I have no sympathy for Draymond Green. Um, none whatsoever. You hit the biggest takeaway of all, though. And, yeah, the Draymond sequence, of course, is important. But uh, the mark is not the mark so far. The mark is not the mark. Oh, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, you want a couple of texts real quick? Let's. Get caught up on things here. Um, this dude from the 918 has literally texted about Porter Moser approximately 600 times to this show. Um, I'll give you this one. What's Porter been up to not recruiting? I don't want to go into the SEC with him. Come on, Joe C., it's time to move on. Well, the SEC is actually going to be a little easier in basketball. I don't know how else to tell you that. The Big 12 is kind of the beast in basketball. Hey, they're in a tough spot. They really are. Um, they got to get some dudes. And... We'll have these runs of guys in the portal, Josh, in basketball that you look and there's five or six, there's five or six maybe commitments. Um, but, and then you won't have any. And not to owe you just in general. It's like so and so out of the portal going here, so and so out of the portal going here. Uh, Adam Flagler's turning pro. This guy's doing that. Then all of a sudden you won't have anything for a couple of days. So, I'm. I'm not ready to panic and Anakin yet. I've got to give this guy, I'm going to give this guy a name. You ready? I'm giving, I'm officially, because let's see. I dub thee. Uh, let's see. I, I just tell Porter to give uh, Jane Davis a basketball scholarship. Let Porter go now. Josie's worst hire yet. I'm so thankful our women's sports are leading us into the SEC because Porter can't fill a team. Um, what the heck has Porter been up to? These are literally to every single show. So I'm going to dub the Porter Moser's biggest fan. There you go. You are now in the air comfort or in the text line on. Oh that. yeah. Porter Moser guy. Yeah. Porter Moser guy. Just uh, go- rename him that Porter Moser guy. Yeah. You know, this is, this is good here. Uh, Draymond definitely meant to do that. Right. the nine one eight, but don't put him in an ankle lock. I, I, I've watched this thing 8,000 times because, of course, ESPN is overanalyzing it to the nth degree, and I can't have Fox on. I don't even know, you know, if Sabonis knew, because he just kind of grabbed and was just protecting himself. So, again, 
It's a fair point. It's a fair point. But, Josh, what do we say? You brought it on yourself. You brought it on yourself. You've got the track record that you created. Right. No wiggle room. Yeah. And it's, and, and I was like, Clay Thompson's defending him. And that's fine. That's fine. We're here to defend. We're, we're, we're here to hear all sides if necessary. And, oh, by the way, series is not over. Series is not over. They've won two games in Sacramento. Favorite question, though, Josh. What team in the West has a winning record on the road? There's only one team in the West, in the playoffs, that has a winning record on the road. I, I do not know, but I'll say Sacramento just ding, because we're, we're ding, talking about ding. it. Sacramento. That's crazy. Right? Um, here's from the 404. Derek Green went to Vandy, barely played. And looking back at that 2019 class, it gets an F minus. To me, it's a major reason why the program is in a pickle right now. Dude, could you imagine for a moment? That's a, that's a very interesting take. Could you imagine if I came in here on the Monday, wait, signing day is usually, what, on Tuesday or Wednesday, on that Wednesday and said, I think this class kind of sucks. <laughs> Boy, that would have been, that been uh, quite a take in 2019. Could, could you even imagine for a moment if I ran – soonerrecruiting.com and in 2019 on the day after the day after this class comes out with three five stars at wide receiver and Spencer Rattler I'm old enough to remember what all y'all were saying about Spencer Rattler he's the most natural guy for Lincoln Riley's offense we've ever Lincoln Riley handpicked him by God he's been recruiting him since the eighth grade I'm adding to the story. Could you imagine if I came in and was like, ah, I think he's mediocre. I mean, I watched the tape and he's not the best quarterback in this yeah, class. Listen, the, the, the ball, yeah, it comes out of his hand different. You would have been crushed. But I just, I think he's kind of soft, right? I don't, I think he's a little bit more flash than he is substance. I just, I'm, I'm not here for it. These wide receivers, I don't know if any of those three is truly a five star. I, I, I worry about Jane Hazelwood's ability to stay healthy. You guys would have crushed me which is why i think it's okay to be a little patient about things you can say i like what he has but you know our proclamations of guys becoming superstars unbecoming well uh, you really uh you really would have been out there if you said yeah i think austin stogner has a chance to be the best player from this class but i also think he's gonna leave and come back to the university <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, this guy could predict the future. Let me tell you something. And then I would constantly, whenever I would replay it all the time, hey, you guys going to listen to me? Did you hear what I said about the 2019 class? I told you, Stogner would be good. He'll get hurt, and he's going to transfer, and he's going to come back. It's going to be okay. <laughs> he's going to be amazing. It'll be the greatest tight end ever. Uh, Colin Casey, one more quick one here. I like Jane Davis, and I hope he does well. But he's a perfect example of the previous staff not bringing much to the table outside of offensive skill players. Quick break. When we come back, I, I, I only get uh, 20 more minutes on this show today. So we're going to roll through a few more of your texts. And, and Josh, I've got to talk some NFL and Jalen Hurts. It's coming up next right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. Um, Connor and Josh will take you through the final hour. I've got a couple of responsibilities. By the way, um, 
I do want to bust myself out, Josh Helmer, because I am going to play golf today. So if anyone thinks I'm leaving the show early to golf, that's not the case. But Can you share what you're leaving early for? Um, I've got, well, first of all, I've got a couple responsibilities for your boy. Um, I've got, and leaving early doesn't affect like the radio this isn't show. like this isn't like you got to do the laundry though no no i'm not leaving you for a home responsibilities i've got uh, a mad dog show at noon so that wouldn't really affect it but i've got some wpf stuff to take care of that i was committed to so there's that who is this this person on the text line is they're in Look at this, Josh. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they, they have Is that some, the soccer insider? Yeah, they've got to, right? Some intel here. I think losing Bard Martle as an assistant hurt OU. She was the only female on staff and major in recruiting the new classes. The sudden firing made me wonder if she was more than just a recruiting, but a buffer between players and Coach Carr's style. And your text makes me wonder if you have that on some, some sort of hidden authority, that there was something to that. Interesting. Um, I don't know much about, is it Maurice Bard-Martle? But she was with Mark Carr from day one. And I don't know where she went. Maybe she's the next head coach. Oh, wait, hold on. She's at UConn now. So, or no, is she not? Maybe she's the next head coach for the Oklahoma Sooners. I don't know. I, I don't know. But we got into a soccer conversation because of the um, bre breaking news yesterday involving, involving the firing, I guess you could say, of Mark Carr. She is an assistant at IMG Academy. And apparently I have a, apparently I have a LinkedIn page that I did not know about. Congratulations. Hey, and they've got what? one final spring date, do they not? April 23rd versus Missouri, or has that gotten oh, wow. taken off the schedule? I don't know. It's a good-looking question, Josh. I would assume they would. You know we have an insider over there. My man Patrick Dunn is also the soccer SID. Dude, who are these people that are messaging me on this, on this LinkedIn page? feed that i've never looked at my Did somebody send it to you no 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 what happened is i was giggling up oh i see what's going on is you're applying for other jobs so you can leave us that's right um and melody is an associate marketing manager at linkedin so she messaged me uh to buy ads diane has messaged me to be <laughs> what a premium member <laughs> to buy ads i don't know like, I apologize to anyone who has sent me anything on LinkedIn. This is the first time I've ever looked at my page, and I don't like it, so I'm closing it quickly. Well, it seems like everybody's leaving that platform just based on the amount of invita invitations I keep getting to alignable. Can I also add one more thing here real quick before we, we put a wrap on this quick segment? Guys, don't – and Gerald McCoy, I love you, GK. Don't engage unnecessary roughness. I love Brandon Walker. They're just trolling you. They're professional trolls. Listen to the podcast. It's effing terrible. They don't do anything. They they troll for engagement. It might be the worst college football. I'll go deeper. It might be the worst podcast I've ever heard in my life that people listen to. I don't know how you do it. And it used to be a pretty good show. But I just feel like anymore, 
most college football content in the offseason, it's about, oh, what fan base can we piss off? Sorry, what fan base can we make very angry? That's all it is. Who's going to give us the reactions? Josh, what's my dying wish? I'm laying on my deathbed. I'm taking my last breath. I've given my daughters and my 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 son all of the I love you. You you made my life complete. I'm letting my dogs know how important they were to me. I'm gonna grab your arm, Josh, and go, Josh, please, please. Tell Sooner Nation not to react to obvious trolls. That's not what you would say. You'd say, please. You would grab my arm and you would say, please tell Sooner Nation to shut down Colin Cowherd and go tell all these people that whatever they just tweeted is incorrect. That's not it. That's not it. Whenever whenever everyone gets on Twitter, I, I, I want them to have me giving my dying wish of holding an arm and saying, don't interact with trolls. Stop feeling like you need to respond to everyone who says something stupid. You're not, you don't need to protect the brand. The brand's protected. Who gives a bleep what Barstool or Colin Coward or anyone says about your program? I've, some people, well, you got recruiting side of things. I have never heard a recruit ever say he decided not to pick a place because of something Colin Coward said or Barstool. I love Barstool. But stop it. We don't have to engage with every dumb take that's out there. What did uh, Brandon Walker say now, though? Because, I mean, he's been on this uh, it's not going to end well for Brent Venables' campaign. It's a miss- he's a Mississippi State fan. No offense, Zach Selman, but I – Yeah, a lot of things probably not going to end well Mississippi State. Uh, hopefully, they, hopefully it goes well for Zach Selman, but – they they called OU the number one most annoying college football Twitter fan base. Oh well, pfft. right. And and Gerald McCoy retweeted it. And obviously, when GK speaks, people listen. So while some of us grab our phones or get on our laptops, like we'll show them, they're literally sitting there laughing because you're doing exactly what you want. Five eight zero Nate. This is pretty good. Tell Sooner Nation. That they're blocked. <laughs> yeah, right. I've had to stop doing that because Teddy got mad at me. Teddy said we can't block anyone. Yeah. So the I've only blocked one person. Upper oh. management to the upper management said you're done. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Teddy. <laughs> yeah, Teddy. The, the funny thing is I, I, I still block people. So I'm just – take that, Ted. I still block people. I'm just not telling you about it. Yeah, we're just not out out in front sharing the uh, the blocks. I, I think there's like five people that are my favorite type of people in the world, right? The guy that uh, when you blog was like, well, I'm never, I'm never advertising with you again when they never advertise with our show um, or, or, or with uh, schools. Like we would get this a lot with, with Tulsa back in the day. And sometimes we'll see with OU. Well, if you're going to be involved in that, I'm just not donating anymore to this program. You're like, well, sir, you, you really haven't. You bought tickets to a game. You know, it's just, so yeah, I'm uh I appreciate the sentiment, Nate. Yeah, don't fall for it, man. There's certain things that you engage in. It's like, ah, oh, that's funny. It's not funny. It's just it's, something's happened to Jack. He looks like they picked him up from under an overpass to go do, for some reason, video. And Brandon's just Brandon. Hey, be funny. Laugh at him. Who cares? And all people, I went. I got caught the mentions last night, and it's just hilarious. And I've spent already too much time on it. But remember, 
when you start to type that reply, my dying wish is that you won't. Wrap-up hour two next. All right, the dumbest ranking in the history of mankind that you'll all lose your mind about is out. Um, The FPI. Have I ever told you how much I despise the FPI, Josh? Oh, that's great. That's a story. Oh, my gosh. The, The college football power index. The FPI in the Big 12 has Oklahoma at number 11. The highest-ranked Big 12 team is, drumroll, Texas. Number five. Yep, just like last year. <laughs> Seriously, and, though, and they by, were ranked by the really way, high in the FBI last year. By the year. way, here's the other thing, and I'm not fighting with you math nerds. I have no respect for any predictive type of formula that even whenever a team is 8-8 eight and eight or 7-7 seven and seven and 6-6, six and six, you're like, still the second-best team in the country. That's the FBI. That's the FBI. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. This is just a predictive model. This is not intended to rank teams. When people say that, I get so angry. That's what the FBI says. Wait, hold on. This isn't a ranking. Then why are they in a ranking? Well, I mean, you know, it's a predictive model. Okay, then just it's a predictive model. Why do you rank them? Well, this is how we predict moron- it would go. <laughs> because morons like you will click on it and we'll get traffic. Te- uh, Texas was number five. Oklahoma, 11, followed by TCU and Texas Tech. TCU's at 17. Texas Tech, everyone's favorite offseason story, even though they've got a numbers problem at Texas Tech right now. Uh, they're at 22, and Baylor is at 23. The highest-ranked newcomer, UCF, at 26. Mm. So, uh, tons more to get to on the text line, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Josh and Connor have it the rest of the way. I'll see you guys back. Josh and Drake, by the way. Surprise. Oh, what happened? Where's Connor? Uh, He's he's dealing with some stuff. But it's all good. It's all good. Everything's good. All right. Josh and Drake. It sounds like a TV show next right here on The Ref.